from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm Michelangelo for IG Boston. From our creative community, directly to you. A conversation about creativity in the age of social media. This is the direct message. With the endless amount of digital media content created daily, it can be intimidating to pursue a career in the creative arts nowadays. One of the countless artists who's faced this problem was a photographer by the name of Joe Thomas. At IG Boston member since October 2014, Joe initially used photography as a way to share his experience about living in Boston as a college student. While hesitant to pursue photography full-time, Joe's passion and talent for the yard inspired him to move to New York and make a career creating digital content for his clients. For this episode of the Direct Message Podcast, Joe came back into town to share his experience about photography techniques, digital media curation, and his experience working with clients in this age of social media. So let's get to it. All right, Joe, so why don't you tell us about yourself? So I'm originally born and raised in Utah. I lived in Park City, Utah for most of my life. It's uh, about 30 minutes from Salt Lake, for those who don't know. And I came to Boston. I studied at Northeastern University and got a degree in journalism. So what made you kind of decide to make the change from something like Utah to something like Boston? Right, because Park City is, I think we have around like 12,000 people, so it's a pretty tiny town in Utah. It's definitely looking for a change after high school. was looking on the East Coast. I felt New York might be a little too big of a switch just right away, so I felt Boston would be a good in-between. I visited Boston quite a few times, really enjoyed it, just thought the city was beautiful, just really walkable, just kind of a good match. Boston was like the, the starter pack. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of dipping my toes in the water yeah. before a huge city. So. Nice. so, what was like? What was your first thoughts? Like, what attracted you about Boston? Like, anything in particular? Uh, I think I just loved like the university feel. It's a very young town. Um, I love the old architecture as well. I mean, in Utah, we really don't get that at all with the mm. sort of brownstones, back bay feel. The classic architecture, just the history behind everything. Like, yeah, even the role Boston played in the formation of this country is something mm-hmm. to kind of marvel at. So, yeah the juxtaposition between like the history the old stuff like the beacon mm-hmm. hill and just seeing you know a new technology the new architecture yeah be putting up so it's yeah. interesting to see how like things have changed and how we're still living in that mm-hmm. change so to speak so yeah yeah i love that yeah it's awesome so so talk to me about like photography like how did you get into photography i assume that's something that started when you came here right yeah definitely when i got to boston i just loved exploring the city walking around i mean in Utah, we always drive everywhere, so it was just so fun to like go around, explore a city, see all the streets, see the architecture, see the different types of neighborhoods, and I just really wanted to be able to share that with, I don't know, my friends, And I guess. I started just taking photographs of the cool cities and the cool buildings and the neighborhoods and started sharing them to Facebook, but didn't think it was a very good platform for it. I mean, I created some galleries and it was like, 
let me get a couple likes but i was like i don't i don't know if my friends are appreciating this so i was like i'll, I'll cave in and and finally create an instagram and start posting on there interesting and i think that's kind of really where it took off there were so many great photographers when i first started i mean it was like brian i mean ashley yeah. some of those great early boston people and i was like wow this is super cool like being able to see them taking photos on their iphone and being like oh wait I could do that because I also have an iPhone and yeah. there's nothing that's stopping me because it was kind of thinking before you'd have to have a good camera, you have to know the editing yeah. software, you have to sign up for all that and it's like realizing there's no barriers to entry now. Editing on my phone, that was just so fun, being able to see an image and then see what it's like in real life and then be able to kind of put your own twist and style on it. Photo editing is just kind of a cool, magical process. Interesting. So you made a comment about like I decided to cave in and go to Instagram. So talk mm -hmm. to me about like caving in. Like, <laughs> Talk to me about that process. Yeah, I don't want to sound too negative, but I mean, <laughs> I've never been like a huge social media person before that. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Instagram is kind of like post coffee on it, get some bad filters. I don't, yeah. I don't want to post selfies of myself. I don't like posting photos of myself. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what I post on it. So I was kind of like, I never really had a reason to make an Instagram. And then um, once I started taking photos and they were just kind of filling up my phone and I was like, I want to start sharing these and have people seeing what my new life in Boston is like, I guess. Okay, so then talk to me about like, your editing process and how you kind of go about editing or what your objective is when you try to edit your photos. It's changed quite a bit from when I first started, but now I use um, the Sony mirrorless <laughs> camera and I edit on my laptop. So I edit on Lightroom on my desktop, export it to my phone, do a few more tweaks. I put it through Visco sometimes, put it through Lightroom Mobile sometimes, tweak it a little bit more because I feel it looks a little different on the phone. Mm -hmm. I'm always making tweaks right before I post it. So um, for the vision behind it, I want it to stay somewhat realistic. I don't want to make go too crazy with edits, totally changing the sky out or totally like removing buildings. I don't do too much Photoshop work, but I do tweak the colors a little bit, make them a little more orange, maybe pop certain colors, take certain colors out. There are still those moments that I walk through Boston and like see such a beautiful moment. And I just want to communicate that as well as I can in a photo without distorting it too much. How has like your role in or your experience in journalism, has that affected your photography? At all. Yeah, I definitely played around being a photojournalist during school, but I think I kind of realized it wasn't for me. And what wasn't for you? Like, what um, part of it wasn't for you? I feel like the reporting is very difficult working with people and kind of displaying it exactly as it is. I'm more kind of see it in an artistic way. I don't really just want to show exactly what's there and I want to kind of have a little more freedom with it. So is your idea of photojournalism is like keep it raw, don't touch it, don't filter it, like don't play around with it, kind of keep it as it is as opposed to, you know, the Instagram mm -hmm. filtering and all that. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of respect for photojournalists and I, I think it's one of the types of photography I appreciate the most just because it's so hard and it's such an important thing to do to be able to show a scene like as it is but also show it beautifully in a certain way that tells a story mm. I just feel that wasn't really what my Instagram was going for and it wasn't really the type of photography I was doing but I definitely appreciate that what makes you want to go out and shoot something being in New York now it's like one of the most inspiring cities I think I think if you're bored in New York then you're never going to be happy anywhere <laughs> just because it's so yeah. exciting and diverse and rich and there's always something new going on there's always new buildings going up mm -hmm. and just the history and character of it I mean it's just like every single time I go out it's something new and exciting yeah. so that's just kind of always fun for me to go out I, I love the city I just love walking around soaking it in mm -hmm. and just having a camera in my hand it's something I truly love just soaking in the street life and trying to create an image and create some sort of order or beauty of some street scene. I think one of the biggest motivations that just keeps me going out every single day is just being able to share it with people and have a platform. Um, there's like nothing more encouraging than getting all the comments and likes and being able to connect with people from all around the world. The other week I like 
ask my, some of my followers, like, oh, where are you from? And I think I probably got, like, over 50 different countries of where people are from. Nice. And it's like, like, not many people have been to New York, and it's just kind of a privilege to be able to share New York with so many people around the world. Because, you know, people have that idea of New York. It's such a famous place. Everyone has the idea in their head, and yeah. being able to share some of the streets, places I see every single day, the buildings. Yeah. I think it's just pretty cool to connect people in that sort of way. Yeah. And definitely like a blessing to be able to play a role where you can kind of uh, more or less shape the idea of a place somebody wants to go to. They can right. kind of view that from your eyes and kind of really appreciate the artistry and mm -hmm. the diligence you're taking to kind of spend the day out, go out, take the photos and share them with people. So I mean, that's one of the most exciting things of photography. It's like a storytelling platform and just trying to figure out what story you want to tell and I feel right now I just love being able to share locations and beautiful spots and be able to show the city the way I see it and kind of share the passion that I have for it and being able to spread that is pretty cool. Is that the role you feel you play like you're a storyteller for as visually with your photos like how do you kind of look at yourself in this kind of uh, you know microcosm of Instagram and social media? I think it's always kind of hard to label yourself but yeah, definitely my, my photography is definitely more like destination oriented. Being able to share the location I'm at, um, being able to go on the platform, see where other people are, see what they're doing, how they're photographing it, and just kind of um, being part of a conversation on the platform of so many different like creative people. I think just kind of having a voice in that is very exciting and being able to contribute your own take on not even New York, but places all over the world. Mm, so do you consider yourself like a photographer? Yeah, I definitely do now. I think it took me a while to kind of get to that point. Why did it take you a while? Uh, I think because when I first started taking photos, it was mostly on my phone. And mm. it was probably for the first two or three years, it was majority on my phone. And it really wasn't until I got an internship with a wedding photographer that I started to actually learn how to use a camera mm. and prefer it over phone. Nice. Yeah, it's only been in the last couple of years where I really felt I'm like a real photographer. Take photos of destinations, different places. It has nothing to do with Instagram, but... Mm. So talk to me about that a bit more, like the internship, like was that, that was during school, I would assume, right? Yeah. And tell me about like your thought to take that internship and what, were mm -hmm. your, what was your objective and goal to accomplish there? At Northeastern, I thought I was going to be a business major and then I switched to engineering and then I switched to journalism. So it was kind of a, kind of a roundabout loop but hey, the classic I mean, college student problem yeah definitely <laughs> definitely not unique just to me but yeah. you know people go into college really uh not knowing what they want to do because how would you um yeah. but yeah at that point in time I, I was kind of thinking like oh everyone's a photographer like yeah. i can't make a living out of doing photography like there's such an oversupply yeah. so i think that's kind of the mentality i had but i was like well i really love it like maybe yeah. this is an opportunity to see how someone is making a living out of it mm -hmm. So um, I was like, I'll take a chance for six months and do this internship and see where it leads. Kind of a test. And what did it test you on? Like, what did you learn from it? Or what experiences did you get from that? I really got the, the shooting experience. Of course, I really learned how to use uh, editing software. Mm -hmm. I think more than anything, it kind of showed me that it is possible to support yourself doing photography mm -hmm. and selling your services and being able to like make a very comfortable living to set your own schedule work with clients you love mm -hmm. and yeah i work with nicole chan photography she's like a great wedding photographer mm -hmm. in town um, one of like boston's top rated so nice um 
being able to learn from her was really important and we're still in contact now nice. great relationship yeah being able to see her craft her business and kind of learn her story of getting into photography really showed me that it was possible nice nice so and then from there you kind of felt like all right from here i can present myself professionally and create professional work for clients yeah so i don't know if it was like immediately after that i mm -hmm. felt that but it was definitely like pushing more in that direction mm -hmm. um I feel I always had this attachment to social media, so I always wanted to like combine the two. Mm. And I feel, I mean, there's no better way to present your work as a photographer now than social media. So yeah. I still wanted to hold on to photography, but I was also exploring social media a little more. And mm. I, don't, I guess today I still balance both as a photographer and kind of working in social media. Mm. I guess in a roundabout way, it did definitely push me more to become, say, I'm a photographer first. How do you feel like your own account has grown and helped you play this role as an influencer. Any thoughts regarding like your own transformation and kind of where you see yourself going? The first thing that kind of kicked off my account was getting the suggested user way back in the day. That growth is very encouraging and being able to be recognized by Instagram was kind of cool back then. Mm. So it did bump my account up, I think maybe like 25,000 followers mm -hmm. or so at the time. Mm. But then for like two or three years it just kind of flatlined <laughs> and it, it wasn't really growing but i feel i wasn't really putting my full effort in okay so i mean in the past six months in being in new york i think my account's grown like thirty thousand followers so um and i've really been putting the effort in photographing every day and putting out content and really thinking about it strategizing more so um it's definitely something i'm trying to do and the good thing i've found is that like the more effort you put in, the more growth you get, which luckily is the case for now. So yeah. um, it's been something I've been trying to work on and you always want your photos seen by more people. Yeah. Um, but I trying to balance that with don't get too caught up in the numbers. I mean, you made a few points I want to touch on, but first of all, talk to me about like, uh, I wasn't putting my own effort in. Yeah, I mean, I think at the time I was, I just kept photographing on my phone and I didn't really like take the time to improve the quality and I wasn't really trying to look at my work as objectively as I could mm -hmm. I'd maybe say oh it's like it's my style and if people don't like it then that's their fault <laughs> but then I look back and I'm like oh man my photos were terrible they were right <laughs> so it's kind of like I think being able to see your work for what it is kind of like the hardest parts of evolving and really taking those times to reflect on your own work and see where it should go and taking the time to learn the techniques to improve it. Mm. I just don't think I was really putting in at the time. I think I was just, you know, more focused on school and yeah. other things, and I wasn't really committing to be a photographer at the time. Yeah, these past past years, so it's I've kind of made it much more of a focus. Been out shooting every single day, editing more, mm. connecting with more people, being more strategic about it, being able to have your work out there, people will notice it. Mm. There's a reason why my account doesn't get like 200,000 likes a photo and there's <laughs> a reason why it doesn't get like 100 likes a photo. So yeah. I'm still like, yeah. still trying to get better, always trying to improve. Seems like, you know, you made a concentrated effort to kind of like actually step outside your box and kind of take the photography art seriously. So I know you had mentioned that you worked with the, um, you know, as an intern for the wedding photographer, but mm -hmm. did you take any other steps or, or make any other choices in order to kind of say, I am going to improve my work. I'm going to step my game up in order to get it to A plus. One of the most obvious things is practice makes perfect. You know, mm -hmm. getting out there, taking the photos, trying different times of mm -hmm. lighting, maybe later in the day, earlier in the day, different types of subjects and getting home and trying to edit it differently and there's so much knowledge online for tutorials to be able to step it up a notch take 
one little thing in Lightroom, tweaking it this way. There's just so many little steps you can take and it's really something that you need to be committed to. It's not gonna happen overnight. Mm -hmm. You gotta make those little steps every single day and maybe after a year. Well, for me, it took maybe like, I don't know, I made my count six years ago or something <laughs> now. So it's yeah, taken a while. Yeah, so it's, been a while. it's it's something I've been working on for a long time. It sounds simple, but it's just taking more photographs is really the best way to do it. And really looking at photographs, you know, like, you know, you scroll through an Instagram and you maybe look at it for a second or two, mm -hmm. but like really like sitting down and be like, okay, what's the composition? Like how they take it, like what lens did they use? What time of day was it? Like mm -hmm. how much is happening in the photo? Um, how do they post process it? Like what colors are in it? I don't know, just really dissecting it was some of those moments really like clicked it for me, I feel. Like it's those little details that count. So, um, so what do you look for in a photo? Like when you're scrolling through and you stop for an extra second, like what makes you stop for an extra second to say, oh, that was dope? For Instagram, it's it hasn't changed that it is a split second thing. It has to be very attention grabbing for better or worse. Um, so those things that really just instantly connect, but in a new way, mm -hmm. I think. Um, you want something to be recognizable and you want to immediately connect, but then you also want it to be unique in some sort of way and show you something new that you hadn't seen before, I feel. Mm -hmm. So kind of that balance of recognizable but new. Is it difficult for you to express what you want to in a photo that you're editing? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely times where it's like, I take a photo, it's like amazing lighting, amazing spot, go home to edit it. I think I do a great edit and I post it and just kind of like flatline. I'm like, <laughs> oh man. I mean, I post like a thousand photos. I still don't know what's going to do well sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, you're only as good as your last post. So yeah. you got, always got to stay humble and mm -hmm. try and improve. But I mean, there are definitely times where I think it's like a great location, great lighting, great subject. And then it just falls flat. And I think those are kind of the times where you really got to like, what happened here? <laughs> What went wrong? It was like, was there not enough depth yeah, and not track? Yeah, like, yeah, what went wrong? Yeah, so <laughs> I think those are one of those learning moments where you gotta like really sit down and like dissect it, not just like, oh, it's my style. If they don't like it, then yeah. it's their fault for not liking it. Not saying you should try and cater to everyone, yeah, it's a balance, but. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I hear you. At the end of the day, it's really about just giving the people what they want. Brian was here on the podcast last time, and one of the things he mentioned was, you know, people follow you for a reason. You know? Right. And I think a lot of it, uh, about keeping that engagement going is knowing why they're following you and understanding mm -hmm. that and understanding like how you can kind of play with the expectations a little bit yeah but all of that is dependent on you knowing what mm -hmm. it is that they're following you for if you don't know yeah. that then it creates these off days where you just have like mm -hmm. you expect something to like the, the kind of kill it and then it bombs you're like mm -hmm. oh what happened and i don't even know because i yeah. can't capture that same magic really mm -hmm. so that's really a lot of the difficulty i think that a lot of us have that yeah. you know we're still trying to learn about what it is that that's um that people are gravitating towards me for and yeah you know where can i how can i like cultivate that yeah. more so. yeah that's so true i mean it's almost more knowing what not to post yeah. than knowing what to <laughs> post i mean you can give someone like just say like a hundred amazing photos that will get a ton of likes but you can only post 10 yeah. and then like see how the account will do it'll yeah. be interesting like just the way you curate it and mm -hmm. the way you're like playing on what you've done before and kind of building it's 
that's kind of where it gets interesting for me and so talk to me about like the actual curation like it's one thing to take like a beautiful photo right because you know good cameras ubiquitous it's mm -hmm. so easy for someone to really take a good shot but talk to me about like the actual process of curating to make sure there's something consistent in there like what kind of um component do you think the actual curation process plays and maintain a good photography account and whatnot right yeah i think it's super important um I use an app called Unum to plan out my account mm -hmm. in advance and kind of see how the post will look. Okay. Um, so you can like plug in the photos in advance and see how it'll look in the feed. Okay, interesting. And I think that just gives me like a really good eye into like how the colors play, how the how the lighting plays. Is it too bright? Is it too dark? Is there too much going on? Is it too simple? Will it like really stand out? So it's kind of not an exact science, mm -hmm. but being able to put them all together and see them as a group rather just than just individual photos. And I think they should somewhat build on each other. I think the main things for me are, are the colors and lighting. Most of my photos are taken like the last 30 minutes of light during the day. Mm -hmm. And I edit most to like bring out oranges and like golden bring out blues. Yeah. Like Get a focus that you're really invested in and you really love and, and being able to build on that is where I feel you're really able to get some unique content from your own vision. Mm, so, you, so you're basically like using applications such as that to kind of understand how the photo works in conjunction with everything else with like the entire feed. You're not mm -hmm. judging the photo as a dope photo on its own. You're judging it as far as how does it interplay with everything else yeah. that I posted. I mean, it definitely has to be both because I'll have some that would be like, oh, it'll fit the mood really great, um, but it won't attract people's attention right away. Mm. So it's kind of a balance. I mean, if I was curating like maybe a, a blog page or something, I'd include like more detail shots or more tight shots and um, more things without a focus and sort of that thing. But for Instagram, for my account, it's really been like kind of wide shots, kind of epic, taking a lot in, but kind of in an organized way. I haven't really started implementing detailed shots, so if I did, it would kind of really stand out, just mm. as an example. Interesting. So, what would you kind of weigh more? Would you, if you had a dope photo that you weren't sure would play well on the feed, like, would you post the photo not caring, or would you say, you know, let me hold off on this until um, a better time? I think Instagram stories have been, like, one of the greatest <laughs> things that's happened to the platform. So, the w when I go out shooting, I'll narrow it down from the 100 or 200 I take, mm -hmm. edit it down to 10 or so, mm -hmm. and I post those to my Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. And I filter it, see which one got the most replies, and post that one. Okay. So okay. that one okay. also helps. I mean, nice there's sometimes I think will be like a great shot. Yeah. I post it to Instagram stories, it gets zero replies. I'm yeah. like, well, there's something <laughs> missing the there. <laughs> yeah. And then there's some I was like, oh, I might even just delete this. And then it yeah. explodes. And then, I mean, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. But that's also another tool. It's less committal, less commitment. Yeah. I mean, so, you can, so you're doing like a little preview, like, yeah, like let's, let's, let's do a little focus test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a great tool. I mean, it's it's helped me learn what people are looking for, and it kind of definitely adds more engagement, but it it's definitely been a tool for curation, which I didn't really think of before mm. but you know seeing which one gets the most replies and stories and then posting it to interesting so, so what made you kind of realize that like how did you discover like that part of stories um and to use the photography yeah it is it is tough curating so i think i was kind of getting to a point where i was like i don't want to post anything because nothing will be <laughs> i don't have anything to post and yeah. i'm like afraid to post because what if it bombs so i was just like yeah. Let's post the stories will be gone soon <laughs> no everyone will forget yeah not that many people pay attention anyway yeah. but you know it's like super fun. You get a lot of interaction with it. It's been really helpful because there's been posts, as I said, that I thought would be terrible. And then they get a ton of replies and then, you know, yeah. vice versa. 
So do you Are you asking for the replies Or they just go Do you say Hey vote which one is your best No They just come out And say oh that photo's amazing yeah. I just post them out And see which one gets the most yeah. Try and not influence it too much I mean yeah, it depends yeah, yeah. Which one's yeah. first Which <laughs> one's leading out yeah, So yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. a bit of variables But yeah, yeah. you know If you get 25 replies On one and zero on the other It's pretty clear Okay interesting Yeah I mean You know from what I've seen And what I've observed You know just from you know the IG Boston account and my own account. It seems like stories are people gravitate more towards uh, just because of that. I guess irreverency, for lack of a better term. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's it's easy for you to kind of play around with. It. It's easy yeah. for you to kind of post stuff that's like your B side that you're yeah. not committal to. That you can just say, hey, let me just throw out a bunch of things, like experiment a bit yeah. more. Yeah, you yeah, because the feeds. I mean, it's like a portfolio yeah, now. It's got to yeah. be pristine. Yeah, so it's like. Yeah. It's definitely fun to play around. It's more behind the scenes, more personality. And I think that's kind of where you can inject some of that personality behind the photos. Um, I mean, it's great for videos, sharing those extra stories. I feel you can kind of get a little deeper sharing more content. You can share those like detail shots or those portraits you normally wouldn't share. Um, So you can kind of get deeper on that. But I think kind of going back to what Brian said, people follow you for a reason. Yeah. Sometimes they don't want to know what you ate for breakfast or what movie you're seeing or all that other stuff. So uh, I normally keep it kind of tailored to photography yeah. still because I'm a little not uh, sure everyone's interest yeah. in my life yeah. <laughs> that's funny so uh, I guess to kind of segue to that talk to me about like the community here because you know you came up you know you IG mm-hmm. Boston member and you've kind of known a few other photographers in the city so talk mm-hmm. to me about like how any of that communion kind of played a role in your photography and how you kind of developed yourself yeah that was definitely one of the main inspirations to keep well even start but to keep going with photography was seeing those spots in the city and being like wow like i need to see where this is and see it for yourself i think like people are so drawn to images nowadays to like go explore like you'll yeah. curate your entire next trip just based on instagram photos yeah so like just being able to see that and see what other people are posting in boston and seeing their takes on it and their editing and what time of day and like getting that stride by i think like seeing people's creativity within the city you're adding to that conversation and it's a conversation of images and viewpoints it keeps it interesting i love the meetups i mean being able to actually see people behind the photos um is also another great thing i mean probably half my friends are from instagram now (laughs) yeah yeah just because you it's such a great way to meet people and share a common interest yeah been able to create so many great relationships i remember like going out shooting with ashley or brad or seeing brian and just seeing them in the space like oh how would they approach this like oh i'm immediately attract this light but wait why is he going over there yeah. getting low um, and then he gets something totally different so it's yeah. just cool to see it in action and being able to be out there with someone else and see how they take in a scene mm-hmm. um it's definitely taught me a lot working awesome. with other people awesome and what about like new york like how's the photography scene there like do you find like is the same kind of tapestry of creativity that you see here um met a couple people but definitely have not had the community like boston yeah. um boston was just so tight-knit <laughs> <laughs> there's so many different people it was interesting you know the, the meetups you get all different age all different yeah, backgrounds yeah. like how many different types of people but they all love photography and mm-hmm. the city and like instantly friends and i know so many people have met through ig boston um so i definitely haven't found that in new york i, I don't know if it's i just don't think anyone's really doing the meetups anymore mm, interesting um the meetup idea is kind of like archaic for a lot of people or do you think this is new york specifically i don't know I, I haven't seen many meetups in new york i don't know maybe i just haven't been plugged in but i haven't <laughs> seen it as much as it used to be yeah i mean i've met up with a couple photographers but definitely not the the same type of community 
that we had in Boston. No, I would agree. I mean, I think a lot of it is like, you know, we've all kind of grown jaded a little bit. We've passed Instagram's golden age. We've <laughs> done the meetups. We've hit all the restricted rooftops. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do think there's something unique to Boston as far as like that community of photographers. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not sure what it is sometimes i think about it's more about like since boston just a transient city just Mm -hmm. by default so there's a lot of people kind of coming in and out so just by nature they're just into like traveling and just into like let me just see everything i can see while i'm here you know kind of just soak everything in maybe just walking distance everyone's kind of nearby so it's easier for everyone to kind of just meet up with each other too also like boston doesn't have a lot of media outlets you Mm -hmm. know not as opposed to something like new york when new york is like I can be a TV star, I can be a yeah. movie star, I can be a music star, you know, mm-hmm. like that opportunity is not really here. So, you know, something like Instagram is just like a good way to kind of express that creative outlet, which we don't have yeah. in other forms of entertainment, I guess. So, yeah. Things a lot. You know? Yeah, it's definitely not just one thing. I feel the walking thing might be a big part of it just because yeah. there's so many like great spots to photograph and you mm-hmm. can just do like an hour walk and yeah. see most of them. Yeah. I feel that's pretty great. In New York, I did remember there was a meetup I saw, but it was like way out in Jersey. I'm like, <laughs> in Jersey? Take me like, it's a fi- sunrise meetup. I'm yeah. not going to take it. Like, so maybe if I was in Boston, I would just. Yeah walk over yeah, but new york yeah. is like a 40 minute train ride so i'm <laughs> wow. like wow well you know that's kind of part of the role i'm trying to play here is trying to figure out ways to kind of help people break out of that you know mm-hmm. like give people those opportunities to kind of use their creativity and express themselves because i think it's hard you know where you can kind of be stuck in a box yeah you know it's not a lot of room for everybody so so many people's styles have developed since yeah. we first started meeting up because i remember back then you know kind of have similar style you know everyone's shooting on the phone you get the same focal length and buildings and stuff and not everyone wants to do like a photo walk through the city now they want to do like portrait meet or more street style or like positive and negative i guess because you get to see how many people have developed their style and go different directions but lost each other a little bit no no i I definitely find your own groups i guess yeah no i definitely agree i i I definitely think you know with the can the ability to use cameras and all that we've become more diverse but Mm -hmm. it's definitely been more of like i don't want to say clicky thing but it's more of a um you know you're able to kind of break off your own little subgroups like okay i'm only doing portraits or Mm -hmm. i'm only doing like like skyline shots or i'm only doing black and white right or i'm only doing film stuff or mm-hmm. only doing like hdr stuff yeah. or you can kind of like pick your subculture and yeah. kind of just roll with that but it's created these like disparity groups like everywhere so instead yeah. of like you know one whole group of a whole bunch of creators is like 18 different groups of like small creators doing their own little yeah little joint so yeah it's interesting you know it's interesting like you said seeing people's personal styles develop like they figured out kind of what they want to be and how they yeah. want to express themselves but it's kind of made people i think a bit more insular but yeah it's positives and negatives yeah, yeah good and bad yeah. okay so to switch gears off of that talk to me a bit about your travels and how that kind of affected your photography and whatnot right one of the reasons i did start taking photos in boston was because i like was one of the trips i took when i was in high school so I, in high school i took a trip to beijing and shanghai and couple other cities in china mm-hmm. and it was just such it was my first time in asia and it was just such a culture shock it was just kind of mind-blowing and yeah. i wanted to be able to capture it so i had like a little mm-hmm. point and shoot mm-hmm. and it was the first time i had taken photos really nice i just remember being like in the forbidden city mm-hmm. and like taking photos of it and it was like one of the most beautiful places i've ever visited kind of using like leading lines and repeating patterns and stuff in the using like bokeh i was like yeah. kind of blowing my mind using this little camera traveling and wanting to share what i've seen mm-hmm. has been a real 
a real motivation for me to photograph. It was kind of the same in Boston. I would explore the city. I'd want to be able to share what I saw or explore New York, and I want to share what I see. So um, I think it kind of started with that in China when it was kind of mind-blowing to me, just such a culture shock being over there. I've been back to China quite a bit. Um, I studied in Hong Kong for five months and got to know Asia a little better, traveled around Southeast Asia and China, and then I went back this past summer with my brother and did three more weeks in China. So photography it's a great combination with travel. Um, yeah, of course. I think there's like nothing better being in a new city, new place, like have a camera, yeah. take <laughs> hard drives are full. <laughs> Do you have any um, place in particular that you think that kind of really struck you or affected you as a photographer that was like, oh man, like, like this is it? I think one of my favorite places I've been is China. I mentioned it yeah. earlier, but um, there's just so much diversity and it was so foreign and being able to capture it in a photojournalism way has been really impactful because there's it's just changing so quickly and being able to document it a little bit is very fascinating. I mean, what is changing? Like, what do you, particularly, what do you talk about? Yeah, I mean, I remember just driving around some of the cities outside Shanghai and it's just nonstop construction of like, 50-story buildings and just one after the other and it's be driving for hours and it's just non-stop construction oh. and it's just like unlike any other time ever <laughs> so it's just and just the whole country and the culture changing and mm -hmm. the city is exploding and so futuristic it's sometimes and then also still developing in others and um, it's just it's just a really interesting place one of my last trips in China, it was going to Guilin, which is not really a change of China, but it has like almost these gumdrop mountains where it's just these little plops, and it's just the strangest mountains I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it just has beautiful rivers and these amazing mountains, and it's just in the middle of nowhere, and there's just this fog over it all, and see it on Instagram, and like kind of motivated me to get there and actually being able to capture it and explore it for myself and actually see it with my own eyes. So you saw it on Instagram first, and you're like, I gotta go there and, and capture this. Yeah, it's just like picturesque river with boats flowing down it and you have these crazy mountains and it's, I just couldn't help but book a friend. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Any other places like that, that that made you say, oh, I got to take a trip there from seeing it in a photo or something? Kyoto has also been one of my favorite places I've been. It's just the pres preservation of the architecture there is just so peaceful and beautiful and you have uh, the shrines and the, the temples, perfect and orderly and beautiful and um it's just been another one of my favorite places I've ever been. So has um, your thoughts about New York changed now that you're living there as opposed to kind of just visiting? Mm. I'm probably still in the honeymoon phase, but <laughs> I still definitely love it. Yeah. it. The feeling and the energy of it is it's just still pretty magical to me. Definitely been able to see more and realize how diverse it is mm. and how many different neighborhoods and types of streets and architecture and different types of people there are. Mm. I think that's something that I've been trying to learn more about as I've been there. What in your mind is the most, I guess, significant distinction between New York and Boston now that you've been there for a little bit? Boston almost is just kind of like a little town almost now <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's the size of like one of the neighborhoods. Yeah. There are parts of New York that definitely remind me of Boston, mm. kind of like Greenwich Village area. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the brownstones, Brooklyn Heights, kind of similar architecture. So there's definitely some overlap and you walk a couple more blocks and you're reminded you're back in New York. Yeah. Um, I think it just kind of has more energy to it. Um, I love Boston. Very yeah. different. Yeah. It's hard to compare them. Interesting. That's cool. So what part of your creative process have you struggled with the most? Something I've been always like struggling with and going back and forth is like, should I try and be more diverse as a photographer or should I like, keep photographing kind of cities and travel and destination sort of stuff? Because mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh, you should photograph everything at first. But that's 
It's just not something I really like, as we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Not really a photojournalist. I don't really yeah. like portraits. Maybe I've settled in too early, but I mean, life is long, so figuring out what I want to photograph and what style it should be is kind of something that evolves for every photographer. But just being on Instagram, you kind of get in that niche, and it's kind of hard to break it sometimes. So that's kind of something maybe I should put more time into photographing other things or trying to photograph it differently. Because if I'm out trying to get content for Instagram, it's a little hard to experiment as much yeah. and say, well, I'm just going to shoot portraits this week. It's like, well, then I won't have posts for a week. You <laughs> can't have that. So um, you can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think just, yeah, maybe saying a little too narrow focused yeah. is something I've been thinking about. It does pigeonhole you a little because mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, he's a New York photographer, just yeah. cityscapes. It's like, well, that's what I share. Yeah. I do photograph a lot of different other things. Do you have other places where you cultivate your work or is it just the Instagram? I have my website as well. Share a little more diversity or a little more depth to it. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll share more shots from a single shoot on it instead of just the top two best ones mm-hmm. and a little more information about myself, but mm-hmm. no other social media platforms or anything. And then what are your thoughts regarding like, you know, secondary account of portraits or whatnot, like most people do? Like, right. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's a good strategy. I've seen it really work for some people, you know. But for me, I just, I don't think I'm creating that much content to yeah. create two accounts. <laughs> I think one is keeping me busy enough. Yeah. So maybe once yeah. I, I get bored and uh, feel myself think it's too easy then i'll make another account Mm, cool do you have any advice for someone who wants to kind of create an appealing media presence right i get asked it a bit through dms and stuff and it's kind of a hard question to answer one of the things that i was talking about earlier is just kind of like sit back and really dissect an account like Mm -hmm. why does this account have a million followers Mm -hmm. like see what types of photos they're posting how they do their captions like how much content they're posting per week and i mean the info is pretty much all there you can see the frequency of their posts you can see what types of content what types of stories but how they reply to their comments and i think just kind of you don't want to totally copy it but i think just being able to know kind of some basics and learn from that the content you're putting out is the most important thing it'll be impossible to grow an account with bad photos so mm-hmm. those are just one of that's one of the things you just got to put in the work yeah i mean there's so much info online about the basics of photography and then the second step of that is just really finding your niche being consistent on it and kind of improving on what you did before in, in a new way and do you feel like um do you feel like it's, it's is it worth it like in this day and age to put in that type of work to grow your account oh yeah yeah definitely and, and how so it's like the most powerful tool ever for creatives right now <laughs> it's kind of mind-blowing it's like what other opportunity do you have to like being able to promote your work to that many people for free yeah. like it's crazy and being able to not just people but brands are willing to pay for you to create work for them and they're willing to pay for the audience and be able to support yourself like i'm able to support myself now just through requests through instagram like i'm not like promoting it i'm just putting out the work i normally put out and brands are able to come with me it's just because it's what i love doing been a long road to get there a lot of work but i think the payoff is insane Mm. and it's just the beginning i mean social media is not going away traditional advertising (laughs) isn't going to come back yeah you're not going to try and put out an ad in a magazine to promote <laughs> yeah. your photography. Just create. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to me. People still aren't doing it. Mm. It's so long and it's still early, but it, it's been here for long enough. People should learn that it's like such a powerful tool. Like people are still not like using Instagram for that purpose. You mean? Yeah, I feel like people still aren't like leveraging it enough. I still don't leverage it enough. I'm still not like putting in probably enough work as mm-hmm. I should. But it's like the payoffs are insane. 
so when you say leverage like far as like using promoting your work and kind of getting yourself out there and letting people know who you are is that what you mean yeah i think just kind of using it strategically that's not the goal for everyone i know not everyone wants to be a full-time creative and promoting their work so if that's not for you then it doesn't apply but if you want to be able to support yourself creatively and be seen by brands who will pay for it and it's important to be able to put out work brands are looking at and reach out to them and tag them in photos and kind of create your brand around it and start building it because that'll be one of the biggest assets you can have Mm, interesting and now you're able to kind of support yourself more or less like through instagram from the offers that you're getting right yeah so approached by brands just through dms or emailing me or well rarely is it posting to instagram for work it's usually you know another photo shoot or um, doing something related to it so it's just a great platform for marketing in general and it's like you're gonna you never knew who's gonna see it yeah so that's awesome no that's that's great i mean you know that's pretty much the dream for a lot of people to be able to support right. themselves to their work so. yeah i mean when i first started i never imagined like i was like oh there's no way i'm gonna be a photographer because you know it was like that oversaturated everyone's a photographer everyone has an instagram account but it's like the need for photography and digital assets is exploding for mm-hmm. everyone needs content for their social everyone needs marketing a lot of money's flowing to it so there's like never been a better time to be a creative on social media are there any other ways that you kind of look for feedback or you look for ways to kind of figure out what direction you should take your photo in yeah the hardest thing about instagram it's all numbers based so you yeah. always see that number and you see the amount of followers you see the amount of likes and it's yeah. it can be easy to see that as a gauge for how good your work is mm-hmm. um it's kind of difficult because it's like oh maybe the photo just didn't do well because i posted it 10 o'clock at night instead of eight o'clock at night it's like oh man i'm getting way too into it but it's like sometimes you can overthink it i don't know just trying to like view your work objectively and you also want to be proud of it so for me i definitely still want to be proud of the photos and there's photos i would want to see and something that i like and not just posting for likes is one part of it but then the other part of it is they do follow you for a reason so trying to stay curated but also being creative in that curation and kind of building upon the style you've built it's definitely a process you know as i said it post photos you think will do great and then they just flatline and then you post a photo that you think will just do average and then it like goes viral so kind of a a difficult process trying to view your work objectively it's like is this actually a better photo it doesn't actually convey what i'm trying to do or is it just getting a lot of likes? It's definitely a subconscious thing that I think affects everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the numbers, they are the numbers and they're only present, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's easy to fall into that trap of, okay, like, I got I got two new followers today or yeah. I lost six followers because I posted this photo. Like, oh, yeah. Man, like, you know, or this photo <laughs> did 800 more likes than I thought. So I'm going to keep posting stuff like this. So Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's tough because... On the one hand, that's so helpful because mm-hmm. it's like it is a gauge of your work in some respect. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I think it's pretty right. Mm-hmm. When you do look back and the photos that did really well or your account was getting momentum, you're like, okay, I can see why I was doing that in the time. And it is hard to edit your work in the moment. Mm-hmm. Is it is it something that you find is tough to do? Because you know, like I said, you have a photo that you think is going to do well and then bombs like do you feel like oh, let me just delete this photo because it, it bombed or this is me and this is who i want to express myself as so forget what everyone else says like like where do you lie yeah in that um, part i mostly side with the numbers i don't know if that's a good thing <laughs> or a bad thing but you know it's 
I try and start with it. People are usually right. Mm-hmm. Like, if it didn't immediately like attract them and engage with them, and they didn't want to like it, I'm not gonna argue with them. And be like, <laughs> this is actually a great photo, and you're wrong because it was how they reacted. Yeah. There's no, it's that split second reaction. You yeah. know, it's it's no overthinking it. So, mm. um, I usually try and side with the numbers and that sort of thing. But I don't know. It's tough because you know you don't want to just be solely related on that but i think when you're building instagram i mean the goal is to be seen by more people to attract more followers to get more comments yeah so maybe like my experimental photos that i'm really proud of i'll keep them hidden away for a little bit until i like figure out what how it all fits in okay so are you an archive guy so you're the kind of guy who like you know what let me just hide this for a little bit (laughs) yeah i mean i got all my photos for the past I don't know how many ever years on my hard drive and I can go back and look at it and sometimes I do see it in a new way but yeah I've archived a few but I definitely try not get into that because I like people being able to see kind of the progress of my photography because they're like oh like how did like you're a photographer that's why you do well on Instagram it's like well look at my first photo with like me like of a cupcake or whatever I like posted a cupcake photo with my second photo and like a photo of Boston with a frame like with the Juno filter like blown out and it's like I no, I definitely agree it's it's good to to not be ashamed of that progression to um, yeah. you know to to let people know where you did come from and even for yourself to kind of humble yourself a little bit just right. to kind of they weren't all bangers you know like, yeah exactly I, I wasn't killing the game right out the <laughs> no. gate like yeah know. go back to my first photo getting like yeah. five likes and yeah I don't know. I think that's great things about Instagram. It's kind of a time capsule. You yeah. scroll through and there's some great memories, not just for like, well, for me. And it's it's also a portfolio, but it's also great memories. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, they have the new memories feature, right? Like, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, like now Instagram, but like they'll send you a notification in the app. It's like, this is the photo you posted like three years ago. Like, today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have notifications turned off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun looking back at like those Boston winters where you get dumped mm-hmm. with snow and some of those days yeah, going out and photographing. Yeah, yeah. Some good memories from Instagram and yeah. trudging along. So. Um, I know we had uh, like throwbacks from more meats and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah. it was interesting to kind of see yeah. how styles have changed, like just in general. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when people used to kind of take photos of themselves in trees or when <laughs> people used to do the um i forget the the spinning thing with the long exposure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the light yeah 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 so i remember those and remember when people yeah. used to take photos of their hands oh yeah 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 like those type of things so yeah so it, it's so it's interesting in that respect to see what instagram has popularized yeah. and what we've kind of become interested in as a community and how that's kind of yeah. like shifted so yeah that's really interesting that's one of the cool things about ig boston because it's like yeah. it's been a documenter of yeah the whole culture of it mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the strengths because like there's no other groups that have been documenting and have the knowledge of the instagram community and of the trends and that sort of thing and i mean mm-hmm. been documenting boston for yeah like five years yeah like, yeah, yeah i mean no i i definitely uh, would agree with that sentiment i mean that's kind of kind of why i'm still trying to do it in a sense because yeah. i think it's important to maintain that consistency like yeah. to tell the story of the city especially for like people who are coming into the city who don't know anything right. about Boston whatever like how where are they going to learn about that culture from the residents that live here not just from a tourist point of view right. from someone who just flew in from New Zealand you know went to the top of the hub took a long exposure and flew back to New Zealand like the day <laughs> after right like, yeah. like people who lived in the city who you know eat at the pizza shops on the corner who mm-hmm. you know shop at the Prudential or who, who maybe work in dorchester or something like that like i think it's important to capture the story of new england you know from the creators that live here because you know as we spoke about like earlier there's i think a unique kind of tapestry within the 
New England creative community that mm-hmm. is still kind of unique in comparison to the rest of the country. So yeah. viewing how they see things, I think, is really critical and important for the history of the city. So and I'm hoping to kind of like continue that. And that's why I'm really about like posting shots of that day, not yeah. really old throwback shots mm-hmm. to let people know like we're capturing the story of the city day by day. Yeah. We look at it as um as being like almost like photojournalism in a yeah. sense like or a news organization capturing the stories of the day whether you live in uh rosendale whether you live in watertown like this is a resident from the city who took a shot of cambridge and this mm-hmm. is what the city was feeling like that day. Yeah. so no it's super cool i mean like i don't even google like google image anything <laughs> like when you lo- want to go to a place where you want to see what it looks yeah. like immediately pull out your phone yeah it's like instagram now yeah and that's yeah. everything only been getting more so yeah. over the years even if like things have changed mm-hmm. i think like that power and having that that documentation of the city is so cool yeah yeah i mean you know and yeah it's a very understated part of i think of you know ig boston and just instagram in general just like the ability to capture a scene or an area mm-hmm. and really capture the story of it from someone who's who actually went there and lived there and yeah. who was around there and kind of and who maybe knows something about that area too you know? yeah i mean it inspires you to go out and see more places and yeah. explore and i think that's nothing wrong with that i love exploring yeah. and traveling and learning new things so i think like that's one of the coolest things of instagram is being able to share that with people yeah. being able to show so many different parts of the city for better and worse i mean some yeah. people, places get overrun a little bit yeah. with instagram photographers and maybe yeah. people go for the wrong reasons yeah. just to get yeah. the snap but i mean in general i feel it's it's a really cool thing to be able to share the city and show new spots and just have people go out and appreciate the city and um, see it in a new way. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I've been hearing about, like, uh, Kobe Farm, like the sunflower field out in Newburyport. Yeah. There was just, like, so many people out there taking pictures and selfies and portraits in the field that now they decided to charge people for parking. So now it's, like, paid parking there. Mm -hmm. You see drones everywhere. So it just goes to show you, like, how even social media has changed that place when the Mm -hmm. sunflower field is in season. So, you know, I guess everyone got to get their peace. So it is what it is. Yeah, that's something... I'm definitely concerned about a little bit, you know, <laughs> these places getting overrun. Yeah. People go for just the photo and not really to appreciate and soak it in. They kind of soak it in through their screen. Mm. Um, I was in Portugal earlier and there's mm-hmm. this bookstore. Mm-hmm. It was like really photogenic bookstore. It said like J.K. Rowling would write in there and like be inspired for like Hogwarts. Yeah, I think stuff. you submitted it for the gallery, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah, yeah it's like that yeah. bookstore's insane. Mm. And you see, oh, nice little bookstore in Porto. <laughs> oh, it must be so picturesque. You go, you can't even walk through <laughs> it now. That's kind of the thing I have like mixed yeah. feelings. It's kind of like ruined yeah. the experience of being in a like, quiet bookstore. It's yeah. like everyone's just trying to take a selfie on the, <laughs> the stairs. And it's. I, I feel a little bad because it was reposted on 9gag recently, which oh, has really? like 50 million followers. Oh, I was like, man. oh no, it's just going to get worse. <laughs> Now there's like a line and tickets and all really? that. Really? Yeah, wow. You have to, to buy, go into the bookstore. You have to buy tickets to get in. Well, you bought tickets to go into the bookstore? Yeah. Damn, wow. I felt a little bad. <laughs> but the, I lined up 40 minutes before it opened, wow. was the very first person in line, and I had about five seconds to take a photo before everyone wow. ran in. Yeah. I want to like appreciate the places, but yeah. I feel 
maybe a tiny bookstore isn't the best place <laughs> to promote people to go yeah. visit. But you know, like streets oh, in New York yeah. or Boston, it's totally fine. To have well, I mean, a couple I mean, more people, but in New York, like there's certain spots I just know, like okay, yeah, the Dumble Bridge. Yeah, Dumble Bridge. That's or, ridiculous. Or what's now. that spot where it's like you can see like the sunset in between the buildings? Like, oh yeah, like forty seconds. Yeah, like, I think they put like a, a camera stand on it, like a like a camera pod, like so you can actually like just rest your camera on there and stuff like that. Because yeah, there's so many people going there. So. There's definitely a little spots in new york for sure i mean like the dumbo bridge mm-hmm. you probably have a hundred people at yeah. all times and like really pissing off the traffic <laughs> but i mean i think it's cool people getting the photos yeah. as long as they kind of respect it and there needs to be some sort of a regulation or response to be <laughs> yeah. a little crowd control yeah. um well even beacon hill had that thing. problem oh, like acorn yeah, street, acorn street yeah. I, I know the old lady on there yeah. uh, <laughs> i've been told off by her a couple times <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, yeah that's uh you know you always got to be respectful you know yeah. everyone, not everyone will everyone wants to take you know a photo of it just because it's historic but yeah you know that you have the same idea as uh, the other hundred people that came yeah that's kind of a, a thing of instagram i'm definitely have taken similar shots to other people of course yeah but it's one of those things you want to try and like appreciate it yeah. i don't know <laughs> soak it in a little bit know yeah. why people take photos of it yeah. and yeah. try and do your own spin at least yeah yeah I know, it's hard yeah i know you know that but yeah yeah of course it's yeah. kind of like the old acorn street yeah all right well there's the rest of beacon hill it's also <laughs> almost just as nice yeah yeah i know it's tough man just because you know like especially with instagram now it's like you know been there done that like yeah like what hasn't been taken you know like you know and i think that's killed a lot of like the you know the creativity around here too just like or the lack of meats mm-hmm. too because it's like you know you've, you've shot it hundreds of <laughs> thousands of times so yeah no know, like I've, I've shot that already like, yeah i mean i love boston i definitely yeah. took some photos this weekend when i was in town yeah. but it's like i like the the area mm-hmm. like back baby can hell of course i was yeah. kind of like what i really like but yeah. there's only so many blocks yeah where new york has built <laughs> a little more endless so it's been yeah. it's been a good change of pace yeah. but so has, has that has that been easy for you like that aspect of okay i don't feel like as boxed in because you know i have a lot more variety and whatnot yeah i mean it's always hard because it's like all right, well, don't come up with excuses why you can't photograph in a <laughs> yeah. city because people would kill to be in Boston <laughs> yeah. to photograph. So yeah, it's one yeah. of those things. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, New York is like, I don't know, 10 times the size. So yeah. it is just so diverse. So it's like, mm-hmm. if I'm ever sitting there like, oh, where should I go today? Just because I photographed the whole week. I'm yeah. like, all right, well, I'll just walk out the door and there'll be something. So mm-hmm. I hope I never get bored. If yeah. I do, then <laughs> there'll, there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. If you get bored in New York. Yeah, yeah I don't that, know. That, I don't know where I'd go then. <laughs> that's definitely an issue. Yeah. Where do you see yourself kind of going with Instagram or what is your kind of vision for your progression? I mean, right now, I just kind of like love what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. it's like, I definitely want to keep it growing. There's just been so many opportunities coming up recently and mm-hmm. I, I feel I'm just so new to it all still. Like, nice. this is just the beginning mm. so i'm really just trying to figure it out right now uh, any brands in particular or any kind of photography that you really want to have an opportunity to kind of create or produce i mean i love just being able to get paid for what i love to do you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, there's it's awesome. i think the great thing with instagram is that you can share what you love doing and then brands will come to you for that yeah. type of work don't share work you don't want to shoot in the future mm-hmm. that's a big tip i have a lot of brands just like oh just do your thing i don't want to review the photo i don't need yeah. to review anything oh, nice. just you do your own thing because it's so natural nice. which i think that's that's kind of like where i'd want to be mm. i want to get more of those jobs i think for me a goal would be work for travel and um, being able to travel for work so. mm. So as a man of the world, any kind of uh, place in particular that you would want to go travel kind of to do your photography thing? 
I went to New Delhi for about a week this past summer. Oh, nice. And it was my first time to India. I felt I had traveled a bit, but it was still like such a culture shock. Mm. And just being in the streets with the vendors and all the diversity and the religions and the different culture and the clothing and the food and I only saw a little bit of it. So mm. I think India is kind of top of my list to go back to right now. Nice. nice. So I worked with a nonprofit, the International Fund for Animal Welfare, and they had a conference in New Delhi for preservation of like elephant corridors and mm. uh, territory. Okay. So they had a bunch of like different advocates and politicians and scientists and stuff get together and they wanted me to photograph it. Oh, nice. So it was pretty random. I thought it was like yeah. a scam at first. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank God I didn't get scammed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for so, real. Uh, yeah, it was my... That was one of my favorite jobs. Nice. Like, anything cool. in the, about the streets or the culture in particular that kind of caught your eye? There was like one of the most like intense travel moments <laughs> I've had. It was like I had a driver taking me around just because I didn't want to get lost. I had him take me to like one of the holy spots in like in the center of the city, mm-hmm. and I it just looked cool. And one of the photos I had like no info. I was like add it to the list. Uh, yeah. We can go check it out. And he was like, "Do you really want to go?" I was like, "I don't know. Like it looks cool in the photo." <laughs> So then I didn't know what I was getting in for. So he like yeah. takes me down this alley and just keeps getting narrower and narrower. <laughs> and it looks like back in the 1500s, like yeah. instantly, once you're off the main road, it's like just all these vendors and merchants and the, literally pressed up against people on every single side. And we're just making our way through, going to like the holy site, take off our shoes. And I'm like the only foreigner. Like, <laughs> I look around, I'm like, wow, I really stand out right now. <laughs> so it was definitely like a fish out of water moment, but it was yeah. like just something really impactful to be able to see something that not many other people see and yeah really being like out of my element is like really exciting a little nerve-wracking but also the reason i love traveling yeah and you you didn't take pictures of there no no yeah 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 Yeah, so there's definitely a moment like i would have loved yeah to take photos of everything but like yeah um I'm definitely air on the like yeah. cautious yeah, side yeah, in those side, yeah, yeah. situations. <laughs> I don't go in guns ablazing. So. so, and then what about like work in particular? Any kind of visions or goals with the brand you want to work with? Anything like that? At this point, I'm trying to like veer a little away from the kind of like the darker city shots. I mm. kind of want to get it a little brighter, a little more something that's still impactful, but that's mm. a little more generally applicable to mm. clients. What I've like been discovering a lot of the darker shots, like they don't really want to promote that. It doesn't work mm. with every single brand. Some brands really love it. Some brands don't. So like being able to get a little more diversity out of my city shots, I you, think it's You just feel your shots are darker in general? I don't know. I feel like I started that way. I feel like brightened up over a while, but I feel they're kind of contrasty, a little moody sometimes. Mm. So, so you feel like just the time of day you're going out? Cause you're going out like, you know, yeah. like golden hour, right? Yeah, I think that's part of it, kind of getting the blue yeah. lighting and the orange lights from the city is a little more of a moody feel, but, yeah. you know, just trying to switch up the style, keep a little more applicable to clients. So yeah. Okay, so know. make it a bit more appealing, a bit more... Yeah, but well, you know, still yeah, keep yeah. it my own. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. But, I mean, do you feel you have enough of a handle in your style to kind of do that? Yeah, I mean, that's the fun part of Instagram, you know, figuring that out, yeah. seeing if your followers will come along for the ride, seeing what works and what doesn't. Yeah, I mean, for me, I love being able to just instantly share on Instagram and see what reacts and what doesn't. So that's one of the most helpful tools that Instagram provides. It's just that instant feedback because you have so much iterating, trying and failing and trying and failing and seeing what finally clicks. Um, you're able to do that at such a fast speed yeah. where before it's like okay well maybe I'll get my portfolio reviewed <laughs> and then see what they are and then I'll yeah. try again next year and then go back and get it reviewed again and see what they say yeah. but it's like every single day yeah. where you can post five times a day and see what happens yeah you get the so, instant feedback yeah. yeah so I mean I think that's what kind of made it grow and what made people kind of addicted to it just that instant gratification of yeah 
boom mm-hmm. see what happens see how this thing blows yeah. up or doesn't blow up yeah so now yeah well all the power to you so thank you joe for coming on the podcast you know really appreciate you having you here and always been a fan of your work and i'm pretty sure a lot of other people have been too so it's great to kind of learn a bit more about your process and your outlook and your vision for things and and i'm hoping that everyone who's listening to the podcast kind of gets a little something out of it that they can hopefully apply in their own creative process so yeah well thanks so much for organizing and having me on you know you've been like the core of the community and keeping it going so it's been it's been really awesome i mean you brought a ton of people together and kept the page going and i know a lot of people have gotten a lot about it because I, I know i have well, thank you i really appreciate it i'm just trying to you know support people such as yourself and hopefully that we can kind of help more people kind of find out who they want to be and what they can do with their work so you know i wish you all the best and hopefully we'll see more of you but more than happy to kind of see what you got going on in the feed being impressed by it and being inspired by it to do more work so yeah. thanks yeah no problem so yeah have a good one and hopefully we'll talk to you soon The Direct Message Podcast, Episode 3, Another One Down. Thank y'all for tuning in. It's all love, as always. Quick update. New initiative, IG Boston Portraits. For all our photographers taking portrait pictures, make sure you use that hashtag to share it out. Once again, IG Boston Portraits. And don't forget the usual hashtags, IG Boston, IG Boston Hoods, and IG Boston Travelers. Also, make sure you sign up for the newsletter, right on the website, www.igboston.com. We have some new events, new initiatives, and new projects we can't wait to share with y'all. It's going to be on the newsletter first, so make sure you check that out. And with that said, this is Michelangelo for IG Boston. Thank you for listening to The Direct Message.